Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a good spell uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction went, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day. And, I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. Who wouldn't want to celebrate the Words and Nerds fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we talk about books and the authors behind them. I'm your host, Danny V. But tonight, we're doing something a little different. It's midnight, and we are unscripted and unedited for a special Insomniacs episode. And joining me tonight is Clay Zane Coomba. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for having me on this midnight edition. <laughs> it's quite special, isn't it? I remember in episode 355 when you were on talking about uh, 100 remarkable feats of Xander Mays. And we talked about that we didn't sleep very much and we were up at night. And that's often when you did your writing and I did some creative things as well. And then we had this great idea, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> like, well, why don't we have a chat at this time when everyone's asleep and we're not? And just see what happens. So that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, I think that was that was back in I think back in June or something. That yeah. We, and we were talking about it then. And I think we went on off, like went off on a tangent, <laughs> and uh, and we were like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this tomorrow. I think we were saying like, straight away. And, and then here we are. <laughs> here we are still not sleeping and uh, doing it. So I think that's it's quite fun. It is fun, and you know we're both very busy. So we thought let's just do it before the end of the year. I mean, you know, we can do whatever we want. So I thought. I thought on top of this to add just a bit, you know, more to the pressure is to have it unscripted and unedited because I also think that when you start speaking to people later in the night, like more confessions come out. Do you think that's true? I'm not sure, but I guess I have to be <laughs> careful then, Danny, you know. I'm usually speaking to myself at this time at night. <laughs> I know, I always find that. Maybe it's just, you know, you know, when you're with friends, the longer the night goes on, kind of more comes out. So I thought, let's actually do this late at night and see what happens. But before we get started on whatever it is we're going to talk about, because it is unscripted and unedited, I saw on Insta today, you have a nomination for YA Book of the Year. Yeah, I do. That was uh, yesterday. So I was so stoked when I found that out. Tell so. me about this. Uh, well, so I was in your book awards and uh, like I literally, I literally saw it on Instagram for the first time and I was like, wow, that is so cool. And then all of a sudden then people started contacting me about it and yeah, it's just great. It's just so lovely to be nominated and to be included by, you know, Australian booksellers and to be involved with so many great books. It's, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, so it's amazing. Congratulations. I was so happy when I saw that, particularly your first book. And I loved our conversation that we had about the book and all sorts of other stuff. So who knows? what's going to happen in the next half an hour. And I hope um, people who are also awake kind of don't feel so alone because I was going to ask you that. I wanted to talk about insomnia to start with, but when I've had insomnia and I don't even call it insomnia anymore, I just call it my body just doesn't need much sleep, right? So I think insomnia sort of is when you're laying there trying to go to sleep and you're getting frustrated and angry because you can't go to sleep. So I don't bother doing that anymore because it just makes me annoyed. So I just go to bed late wake up reasonably early i probably live on maybe five hours a night which i don't think is that bad no, yeah. um but I'm, I'm wondering you know how that makes us feel because i reckon 
But if you don't have a partner who doesn't sleep as well, it can be a bit of a lonely existence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your yeah, insomnia. That's probably right, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because you're yeah. up, everyone's asleep. Yeah, yeah. I actually, we'll talk about this later, but I actually like being awake when everyone's asleep. I kind of like I that. I like it too sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell me about your experience with sleep and insomnia. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really I give it a term either, but my sleep is really is really kind of strange. It's um, I like I, I usually just go to bed sort of whenever, like whether it's late or or earlier, whenever if I get tired or if I can go to sleep, I go to sleep. But I sleep really sporadically, so I might go to sleep for like half an hour, and then I'll be awake again, and then I'll be asleep for maybe another 15 minutes and I'll wake wow. up. Wow. I sleep, like, I, this happens like about 10 times a night. My goodness. Yeah, but I don't really get too much sleep in a night. And I, and I do get up early. So a lot of the time I'll get up at like, you know, four o'clock in the morning or, mm. and that's when my day will begin. How many hours do you can you average a night? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've been asking. Don't, don't want to count them. <laughs> yeah, but my friends have always asked me like to wear like, you know, like that, like the Apple watches or whatever it is to go to sleep and to mm. track it. I don't kind of, I don't really want to, I don't think. Uh, yeah. But we, I don't reckon it's many. You know, I reckon I'm in total, I've got only been sleeping like a couple hours a night. Wow. Okay. Interesting. See, I reckon I get about five and I'm sweet on five, but I get five pretty solid hours. So once I go to sleep at, yeah, once I go to sleep, usually most nights, 12, 1am, I'll go to bed. That's every night, even work nights. And then I'll sort of wake up around that six o'clock, um, 6am and I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I do get like most of the time a solid sort of five hours. So I, yeah, it's interesting that you can live on much less. Yeah, I think your body just sort of just it just does it. Like it just becomes whatever it is. And mm. Whether or not it's healthy for you is another thing, but, you know, it, it does like. But you can't force yourself to sleep. Yeah, I've exactly. tried. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I've gone, yeah. I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock tonight and I'm going to get eight hours sleep and then I just lay there or, or I wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, so- exactly. that's cool. I mean, that's how you get so much done, don't you, Danny? <laughs> Don't sleep. Don't watch TV. You know, just be on all the time. (laughs) But I do wonder if that's going to affect us long-term or affect your health. I mean, so far, knock on lots of wood, like we're doing okay. But I think it's also, I'm no doctor, by the way, so just know that as a listener. Yeah, none of this is medical advice. None of this. This is anecdotal and only our experience. So please don't take any of our advice at all. No, definitely, yeah. (laughs) But I think there's an element of listening to your body as well. If I'm tired, I'll go to bed and go to sleep. It's just that I'm very rarely tired before midnight or one a.m. Yeah, yeah. I think I think like a lot of like a lot of people kind of function that way as well. I think they they're used to just staying up very late, but mm. then sometimes obviously like they they still need to get up to function for you know for various jobs or or whatnot or their body and that's their rhythm and. It's, mm. Yeah, and you do have to listen to your body. And occasionally, like maybe <laughs> four times a year, I will be really tired at 9.30 and I'll go, okay, I'll go to bed. And I will have that sort of long stretch of sleep, but it doesn't happen very often. Like I'm talking, you know, <laughs> four times a year. Yeah. I think the only difference is that the people like I know who might do it, like they're not as sprightly as you, Danny. So, yeah. 
I did have um, a couple of lint balls before this interview. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're, you're wired and ready to <laughs> Maybe go. that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I think you did the same thing last time we spoke. You must just be living on chocolate, like, you know, ready. Um, yeah, look, I actually save my chocolate intake for the afternoon, the for the night. That's so cool. it's something I look forward to every night, my chamomile tea or my Buddha's Tears tea and a couple of lint balls, 70% dark lint balls, and I look forward to that every day. Oh, nice. My yeah. little thing. So it's good to have like those, you know, those routines. Little rewards. Yeah, yeah that's rewards. it. So if you don't sleep and you're up at odd hours and you sleep pretty much like a giraffe, because I think giraffes sleep every 15 minutes. Today is that? Something like that. I went to a giraffe. Um, I stayed at the zoo in Canberra in the giraffe sanctuary, and apparently they only sleep in little tiny snippets. Wow, there you go. So you have the sleeping habits of a giraffe. <laughs> yeah. First time I've heard that, but it works, it works, you know. So what do you do instead? What's a giraffe lifespan? Do you know the answer to that? Oh, I don't know that. Let's not look it up because yeah, it might okay. scare us. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what do you do instead of sleeping? I mean, I, I try not to, you know, not to get up or do anything for, like, in for most of those hours I'll, I'll literally just lay there and your mind will go off on these tangents and um so i mean i'll do that you know at, at least till you know i'll try not to get up before like three three o'clock in the morning um, oh, that's nice yeah yeah i'll you try not, not to get up morning. before 3 a.m yeah, yeah. But, i mean usually like you know like like if i lay there long enough i'll go to sleep again and then you know and then i might wake up you know at, you know 4 30 or 5 o'clock or something wow. like that. and then that's usually like they get my sort of my go-to time mm-hmm. um i have alarms set for five just in case but i very rarely need to use an alarm mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll be up and then i'll get up and i usually you know will start up writing or something like that in mm-hmm. very early in the morning like before the sun comes up um, wow yeah or try and do something you know kind of productive like i you know sometimes i'd go for a run or or i'd go to the gym or something like um i also if you start your day off like that then yeah. you kind of feel like in the early hours you've achieved something so hopefully you know it'll set up the rest of your day from there yeah no I like that and I like doing something productive in those hours as well because like I said I did have that period of time where I thought no no I have to get my eight hours sleep and I just lay there and get really frustrated and I thought well no instead of just lying there getting frustrated I'm gonna do something productive so I would edit a podcast or I'd write or I'd read or I'd do something that I felt was contributing to my world rather than just laying there getting angry about not being able to sleep. And that's awesome. So you, you're starting to use, you know, like what you're, you know, like, well, I mean, not, you know, t- turning your sort of, I don't want to say a problem or anything like that, but, you know, turning, you know, your your routine, you know, into something that works for you rather than you being a slave to it. Yes, absolutely. And isn't that what it's about? It's about not having things like that define you, particularly yeah, things that you can't have no control over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I very easily could, you know, go out and, and go to a sleep clinic or something like that mm. or um, obviously explore. And maybe I should, that's the other thing. But, you know, up until now, I just kind of like, just try and use that. I mean, and that's kind of how I got how I got Xander in the end as well. Mm. I, I was I was editing that at very early hours of the morning, mm-hmm. and I think something comes out of that as well. Something I don't know. I, won't, I don't want to say deeper or anything like that, but something 
something kind of happens in those hours. I think so too. I mean, you're all alone and and Mm. the world is quiet and that's what, uh, Mm. sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do this episode authentically, not just release it in the middle of the night, but record it in the middle of the night. Because I do think your brain operates differently throughout different periods of the day. You know, I think in the morning when I've started work, I feel very focused and switched on. And then in the afternoon I get a little bit tired, but then late at night like now i think i'm actually at my optimum i'm like yeah i'm ready to like, do all this stuff but your brain does think in different ways and it feels different i think in those strange hours of the night i think it does yeah it's like it's like music as well you know i mean i'm i'm someone who i always listen to music like you okay. know, i'm writing i'm listening to music i'm not someone who writes in silence so mm-hmm. when i wake up at five o'clock and my airpods are on straight away and i've got music going from that from that point and when i'm when i'm like working late at night it's the same thing. I've got it going constantly and it always keeps me in some kind of mood or something like that. It's like a fuel to me, you know, to to do whatever it is I need to do. It's really interesting. I did read somewhere that there are two camps of people who music makes them feel something or you don't really get moved by music, but I find it really unbelievable that you wouldn't be moved by music because it lifts you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if giraffes listen to music. (laughs) Well, I don't think anyone's given them AirPods, but you never know. You never know, Clay. Apple, you're out there. (laughs) That's very funny. Now, this is a personal question, Clay, but how does your sleeping pattern affect your personal relationships, particularly with your partner? Yeah, I mean, my partner, as you said, is someone who can sleep at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I certainly get jealous, like... (laughs) But it's, it's certainly no fun when you're travelling, like when you're on a plane or, or yes, something like that. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think it it, it only, they, I mean, she's just learned to live with it. Hannah's just learned to live with it, um, for, you know, for me. So she knows I'm getting up at irregular hours mm-hmm. and, um, and sleeping at irregular hours. But it doesn't bother her. Like, you know, okay. she only feels bad sometimes thinking that she's sort of keeping me up or something like that. But it's never the case, you know. It's um, just how my body works and, mm. yeah. How about you? Yeah. yeah, well, I think, um, you know, there's a there's a loneliness to it sometimes because I've spent, I guess, a lot of my life um, being alone in those kind of hours because everyone in my house has been asleep. Yeah. And so I kind of like it, though, in a way. Like, I guess sometimes it gets a bit lonely because I think, oh, like, again, I'm up on my own, <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah. I think I like it sort of 95% of the time and then at other 5%, you'd be like, it'd be nice to sort of, I don't know. Have a friend. Have a friend. Have a human who I can speak to. Hence this podcast right now. Exactly, that's right. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like writing is such a solitary thing, you know, and and so is reading, you know. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess that, you know, these these moments that, you know, we spend when it's forced upon us, Mm. that's when we look to those mediums for for company in a way. And the same as I do the same, I mean, I assume that's the same thing I do with music that, you know. Yeah. If I've got Flea with Matt playing or something in my, you know, in my head, then I'm kind of not alone. I'm, I'm with Stevie Nicks, you know. So. Yeah, no, I like that. But I do, you know, the 95% of the time I feel like it's a bit of a magic time of the day. And I've got to say I do look forward to it most days because you think, okay, I'm not accountable to anyone right now. No one's expecting anything from me, whether it's your kids or work or you know, it's just your time in which you can kind of do anything. So I think it's a bit of a magic hour as well. This is the late hours, isn't it? So yeah. You know, yeah. When everyone's asleep. When right? everyone's asleep. 
and you feel kind of like, oh, this is my secret little life where everyone else is asleep in the neighborhood and in my house and I'm awake. (laughs) There's a bit of magic in that, I think. See, I used, like, I I mean, I still DJ sometimes, but I was a club DJ for a long time. So from from back then, like, my hours were always really, really irregular, you know, so I'd be be playing till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was when I was at uni and stuff, so I would, like, I remember like playing till three, four o'clock in the morning and then starting uni at, at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, so my patterns, I reckon it, it might have been kind of a little bit screwed up from there. Like my body, I, I've always been a light sleeper and then, you yeah. know, my body forced into these like um, these strange patterns. Mm. But then when, later on, like I wasn't doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, it just kind of stuck with me for a while. Like, you know, yeah, maybe you do because I'm just thinking exactly when you said that I used to tour in a band. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so you wouldn't be on stage till eight, nine, ten o'clock, and then you'd finish around twelve or one, and then you'd be so buzzed that there's no way you could go to sleep. And then you had to drive home or get driven home. Yeah. So by the time you got home, it was sort of two, three a.m. Then you'd have a snack, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Limp balls. <laughs> Or some like gross pie from a servo, yeah, <laughs> so, or a kebab, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> and so I think maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe that was just how we always were, and so that sort of lifestyle suited us, or maybe that set us up. Because I was quite young when I started touring. In like my dad's a musician, so I was touring with his band, and then I was doing my own sort of cut originals band sort of thing. Did you, were you, were you sing or? Um, in my dad's band, I was like the backup singer dancer, and then because he had like the Australian Tina Turner tribute show, so I was a part of that. Oh my gosh! They toured cool. everywhere. We went to Lightning Ridge. We'd go everywhere. It was really cool. Um, that is simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I literally couldn't help it. It's so awesome. <laughs> I liked that. It was excellent. Um, yeah, then I started an original band just for sort of funsies and did the Sydney pub scene. So, but you were always on late. Yeah. And it was always in the city, so you always had to find your way back at some time. But, yeah, I, I think maybe sleep patterns, but it's it's the chicken and the egg, isn't it? Did the sleep patterns find me or did That's I wrong. find them? Yeah, exactly. That's right. You know, was it something within, within us that mm. sort of was drawn to that rather than the other way around? You know, yes. Yeah. Because that's interesting that we both chose those kind of nighttime activities yeah. to do professionally and as hobbies. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because no one forces you to do those things. We could have done daytime things. We could have gone fishing or something. (laughs) And the other thing is, like, back then, like, it felt normal. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, oh, man, I got to stay up till 3 o'clock. No, it was great. I didn't didn't get dressed till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. 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 And once you um, are in that scene, like I'm assuming it's, it's a very similar energy that you feel because you're with music, like you're, you're, we're creating music or we're, we're putting music out there and you've got the crowd. It's very hard to go to sleep after that. You need at least an hour before your body starts to wind down again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, it's so true. Like I think that there's something, there's something about music that keeps, you know, um, that speaks to you so much, like, mm. uh, like, not just as a creative, I reckon, like as anyone, but yeah. perhaps you, you end up feeling it in different ways when you're, you know, when you're awake for very long periods or, you're, you know, you're, you're out sort of thing and, and your life kind of revolves around it. I mean, even today, for example, um, we, were, we were at, at the store and um, one of my friends is who's one of our new team members 
we were listening to fallout boy and we love fallout boy right and um we were listening and it's but i hadn't listened to them for a long time and then it was sort of brought up and then as it was brought up like for the rest of the day that's all i could do like i had i had to literally like just like put it put it on on repeat and and make it feel like you know i started to feel the way i felt yeah first heard it and then like that set up the rest of my day for me and i was literally doing that like right before i came started freaking you i love that i love that from Courtney and I doing it in the store today, it carries <laughs> on for the rest, and it'll carry on for the rest of the week. Oh, I it's love really it. That's around. fantastic. And yeah, and it's sort of it's sort of company in a way, like mm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it just sort of it makes you feel things, you know. Either enhances a good mood, or I do. If I'm feeling sad, I do like to put on more sad songs. I don't yeah. know what is wrong with me. Maybe everyone. Yeah. I think everyone does that. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. But who knows? Because they're all asleep. <laughs> True story. Now, I've got no segue for this, but I I want to talk about your tattoos. Yeah, sure. I want to know about them and tell me what they mean and when you got them and why you wanted them. I've, I've got two. Okay. So yeah. is there a tattoo story? No, not really, I don't think. I mean, like, I've, I've always liked tattooing. Like, a, um, mm. and you, you know, it's addictive. Tattooing Oh, addictive. I know. I've only got two, <clears> but I keep thinking about, a third I just haven't got there yet for I don't even know what reason but um yeah you it's always in your mind what's the next thing I'm gonna get so yeah I I only got my first tattoo um I don't I don't know maybe like 15 years ago like a lot like quite a long time ago Um, and even before that I I wanted tattoos when I was when I was in high school um my parents are really against it and so and and like back then I was was sort of a little bit scared too I was kind of like how much is this gonna hurt you know did you feel the did you find the pain a little bit cathartic Yes, now I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah I was I terrified, but I've got a tiny one, which I had yeah. first, and then I've got quite a big Shakespeare quote because I'm a massive nerd. Which one is it? <laughs> it's from um, Hamlet, to thine own self be true. Oh, beautiful. Right in that tramp stamp spot. Because where else do you get a quote? Where, where else, else is it going to fit? It's where not else do you get fit. a Hamlet tattoo but a tramp stamp? Right. It's not going to fit anywhere else, Clay. I just didn't know where to put such a big quote. Anyway, that was quite painful because that went for quite a few hours. Like the little flower I've got was, I just wanted like, that was my gateway into tattooing. I just went to, I was, I got it done. Yeah. And I just wanted one. I didn't really know what I wanted. I'll get something cute and pretty and pink. So I did that. Yeah. And then I was in America actually when I got that done. And so I went back to America a couple of years later and I just got out of this awful relationship and I was like, you know what I'm going to do to make myself feel better? I'm just getting this massive, painful tattoo. And it did. It was so cathartic. It was amazing. Halfway through, I nearly passed out and my tattoo artist had to go and get me a Subway cookie and a lemonade. <laughs> That's a good tattoo artist. He was great. I loved him a lot. And I said to him, because he was covered in tattoos from head to toe, I said, how many tattoos have you got? And he said, one. <laughs> wow, really? One that just starts here and ends everywhere. All the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I actually, strangely enough, and I wonder how many other people listening felt that the pain of the tattoo was actually quite cathartic and slightly enjoyable. I think a lot of people, like, I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) If you're listening, tell us that we're absolutely off our tree or... I, like, I always get tattoos like when 
like meaningful stuff happens in my life. Oh yes. Yeah, and but sometimes I just get them anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of the time yeah. it, it is when when meaningful stuff happens. So I got my first one um, during a breakup. You know, like oh, time ago. the breakup tattoo. The breakup I've, tattoo. I've got a breakup you've got, tattoo. You've, you've got the Hamlet. You know, like yeah, it's, you know, the breakup tattoo is. But like, it was, you know, I I was going through stuff, and I just thought this is a really good reminder because it was actually, you know, a terrible relationship in my twenties, and I thought this has got to be a reminder to myself to not do that to yourself mm-hmm. again, you know. And so I thought the quote was quite fitting because I thought, mm, okay, you got to be true to yourself and only yourself. Because it's a bit depressing, you know, you have people who love you and take care of you, but at the end of the day, you're the only one who can really take care of you and make those decisions for yourself that are going to be best for you. So it's a little reminder, actually quite a big reminder. (laughs) I've got like, I've got a great Gatsby tattoo. (gasps) No way. Right under a Daft Punk tattoo. uh, Tell me about the Gatsby one. This is the last line of Gatsby. Oh. uh, And it's with with a sailboat that says old sport. Where is it? Yeah, uh, it's on my arm. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, <laughs> for a podcast, this it's is kind excellent. of like wrapped around. Wow. Know. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad I asked now. We've got literary tattoos. Yeah. That is cool. I can't really show you mine because I'm wearing a dress you and that would be weird. Get in the back. <laughs> we're all friends here. I think you said we were going to do the video too, didn't you? Yeah, I won't do that. Um, maybe that would be like a 3 a.m. kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. That's but right. I will try and get a pic of it, I suppose, and we could sort of show our show our literary art <laughs> on our bodies. Literary art. Literary oh, art on yeah. our skin. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Um, I do want to ask you, as well i don't i don't know and again anecdotal no actual evidence but i'm wondering with creative brains and big personalities i find this with myself and i'm just asking about you there's another side to that right you said i'm very sort of upbeat which i i think i am but with the big personality and with the creative brain for me comes anxiety is there something similar for you that comes with your creativity and anxiety creativity and insomnia yeah definitely i mean i think that my um i think that might like my my sleeping patterns like it 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 all really compounded like in the like the darkest period of my life Mm -hmm. and so i I think it's all born out of sadness and grief and um yeah i mean i like to think that you know like in, in a day i'm kind of like I'm kind of upbeat a lot of it. I think I think a lot of people would say that, like if you come in the store. Yeah, or I would. Yeah, or um, but yeah, definitely. Like, there's definitely like a really like a, a, a really great sadness is behind all, all of that. And on some days, it's harder. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's a show. Mm. Um, but wearing your heart on your sleeve, which I do every day, and I'm sure you do as well, Danny. Um, you you really do begin to feel the um the sort of strain of it yeah um a lot of the time as well yeah Yeah, definitely I do feel that way yeah no it's interesting and I actually um had a conversation with someone the other day and I said I don't think that I could be who I am because I do have a lot of energy and I feel like I'm quite positive and optimistic about the world but I don't think I could be those things without the anxiety they almost work hand in hand and so if you know I thought about if someone said I'll take away your anxiety which for me has often it can be debilitating for me like where I can't leave my bed if someone said look I'll take your anxiety away but you'll lose that part of your personality I think I'd keep my anxiety yeah absolutely yeah as hard as that is 
I think like, you know, while I wouldn't want to let go of, I mean, what, what, of moments or anything like that. And I definitely like, you know, would say, you know, do I want to be sad? I don't want to be sad, you know, mm. but yeah, I definitely think that what you bring out of sadness and grief and anxiety as well, it, it, it molds you as a person yeah, exactly. and uh, it molds you as, as a character. And, you know, if you're going to live your life truly, mm. then this is who we are. If you're going to be to thine own self, be true. Clay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to get a transplant, then, yeah, then carry that with you everywhere you go. <laughs> I love that. That is so funny. <laughs> oh dear. I like how we did that segue. I just, I, I just, I've always actually admired your tattoos. And in the picture I've got for the promo, like I've got, you know, your arm showing. And I thought, I just need to ask you. I'm so glad I did because you get a Gatsby quote. I don't know many people who have literary tattoos. So if you're listening and you have one, please flash us and show us. I want to see more literary yeah, tattoos. Um, I think that there's an Instagram page. I yes. Think. Um, I, like I haven't actually seen it, but, um, but, I remember someone telling me that there's a yeah. I like I've seen them on people, yeah. but strangers. Yeah. I'd like to know people who either listen or people that we know that actually have them. That'd be cool. Well, uh, yeah, Hannah's got Stay Gold tattooed. Oh, really? One of two, and I'm actually about to get it as well. Um, oh, I love that. I know someone who's got So It Goes tattooed. Ah, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know a few, yeah, I know a few people. Cool. Well, yeah. I'd love to see them. So take a peek. Yeah, send them in. Yeah, flashes. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag literary tattoo. Like it. <laughs> so what's we'll talk about books, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose we should talk about books. Is there a book that changed you? Well, I think if I don't say Gatsby now, it'd be a bit strange. <laughs> How um, did that change you? Tell me. I love Gatsby, by the way. Too. I That's love it. Favorite book of all time. It's glorious. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, we read Gatsby at school. Um, I'm not sure what which year it was, but I remember it sort of like really having an impact on me at school, like thinking like, because I think it was kind of the first really adult book I thought that we read, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I just thought it was so beautiful, you know, like here was this guy, you know, who was holding his whole fake life in order to impress this girl who you don't really know how she really feels about him. Mm. And was told from one step removed by, you know, by his neighbour who is her cousin. And I was like, it's just, it, and, it, and it was short. That was the other thing, it was short. It's 100. Yeah, years. it is short. Yeah, and I, and I just loved it. And it's got so many great lines in it. Mm. Um, and I just thought it was so profound. And now I go back to it every couple of years. And it's just that book that's never left me, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and when you read it at different points in your life, you take away different things from it. So, when, you know, when you read it at university or uh, uh, the next time I probably read it, and, you know, when you've gone through a little bit more of, you know, breakups and things like that, you start, you know, well, getting a Gatsby complex. But, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know, like it's true. The world only exists in your eyes, you know. Yeah. You can make it as big as small as you want it. What did you think of the film? I like the film. I mean, I like both films for what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think it will ever be captured the way that Fitzgerald captures it. Yeah. But if you compartmentalise um, them, I, I, I still really enjoyed the film. Me too, absolutely. I mean, I really enjoyed the way, you know, both Redford and yeah. did it. Like, you know, I mean, Baz Luhrmann, of course, he's going to use oh. 47 times or something, yes. you know, when it's only used about, I think, seven in the book. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but old it's sport. How are you, old sport? Old sport. You know, it's great. Like you know, like let's let's throw a massive party and you know, oh, let's, let's that make party it was yeah. glorious. It was glorious. I really wanted to be there. Me too. Oh, <laughs> I so wanted to be there. And I love that fashion of that era. I think it's great. Yeah, that era it was so good. Oh, isn't it? Cars and everything, and the music. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I think you should have because you have a bookstore in Kayama, right? I yeah, think you need yeah. to have like a flapper party. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go, Danny. If you want to come down, like, I'm ready to go. I will be there. Don't yeah. you worry about that. Yeah. I will be there. I've been meaning to come and visit your bookshop yeah, for a really long too. time. We have a big Gatsby quote on the wall. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, I am going to come down now that, you know, we're allowed out of our houses and stuff. Exactly. I'm going to come for a drive for sure. We'll have we'll have hot chocolates. Yes. We'll talk about Gatsby. I'll just hang out in your bookstore. Maybe yeah, we'll I'll talk to some tattoos. Puff- yeah, well, let's go get a tattoo. <laughs> I'll talk to your customers. I'll just put a badge on and I'll just start talking to your customers. Danny, you'll be more than welcome. I'll give you a t shirt. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, hey. Yeah. (laughs) You should buy 100 remarkable feats of Xander Mays. I I reckon everyone everyone who comes to Kayama must own a book. Like, they must own your book, surely. Everyone in Kayama. Yeah, I'd say it's a good percentage. I really do, good yeah. people. Because it's such, such a great community. But there's so many, there's so many, um, you know, people out there who've reached out about the books. I mean, so many of the, the book bloggers, like, like yourself, have, you know, gotten behind it, especially at the time when, I mean, it came out and a week later we were in lockdown <sighs> and, and you know, everything kind of got cancelled and it still went on to have this great life of its own. Mm. And, um, and that's thanks to, you know, like all the people who are reading it. It's and, also a credit to the book and the author too, because oh, you engaged yeah, us. You, you know what I mean, you know, like yeah. uh, you need, you know, you need, you need the support. Of, yeah, you of, do. Of it takes a village to raise a book. Oh, you know? a yeah. book baby, that's beautiful. A book baby, that's I love right. that. I'm just going to bore <laughs> listeners again with um, my favorite book because I talk about it all the time. So I'm going to be brief, but I feel like there's some parallels between um, my book and and the Gatsby. So. My favourite book that I always go back to and I crap on about constantly is The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Great book. I definitely think I need an Oscar Wilde quote. Here's the best quotes, right? Here's the best yeah. quotes ever. Yeah, Oscar Wilde's got best quotes. Oh, yeah. quote master. But I just loved that book and it just really resonates with me because, A, I like the idea of seeking pleasure. I do that often. Um, but then also I like the idea of presenting yourself one way to a society and then who you are behind closed doors and seeking those things that, you know, that moral ambiguity yeah. and, and just living. It's interesting though. And seeing how far you can go um, in seeking pleasure and, and pushing boundaries without completely destroying yourself as a spoiler alert, as Dorian does in the yeah. end. But you know what I find funny? And I think Oscar Wilde did this deliberately. If you haven't read Dorian Gray and you want to just like skip 30 seconds, cause I'm, about to give you all the spoilers <laughs> just press that little 30 second fast forward button yeah we're not but it has been out for like a long yeah, time you have, you so had your time to read it's it. not like it got released yesterday yeah what i th- i think oscar wilde is messing with us though because he sort of says oh no like all the things dorian gray did were really really bad so in the end you know he he dies his horrible death but right may i say he has lived this amazing pleasurable life where he has not aged and he has had all the pleasures in the world a lot of them illicit and then he dies They're like well everyone dies but everyone also hasn't had that amazing life in between so i don't even think there's a lesson in there i think Oscar you're like Wilde's yeah you're like you're like don't had a mad time 
<laughs> he died and the picture got old, so who really cares? You know what I mean? It was in an attic somewhere. Right. Sorry, disclaimer. Like, <laughs> but so I think Oscar Wilde was like, yeah, I'll pretend to put a message in here, but really just live your best life you're and you're having a great time. You're going to die anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe that's the message of dying. <laughs> Did you know, though, that that, like, you know, that book got banned, obviously, back in the day because of the homoeroticism in it um, and also probably the pleasure-seeking and maybe the drugs and <laughs> maybe, maybe all that stuff. Yeah. But that wasn't the first manuscript. The first manuscript was apparently so saucy and so full-on that he couldn't even publish it. How much do you want to read that one? Wow. Is it uh, is it available anyway? I don't think so, or I think it's in some sort of trapped museum, museum somewhere. It, it's growing old somewhere in a museum. In an attic. But imagine if if imagine what that one was about. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, surely it's somewhere. Like, surely you can go. Surely and, it's huh? somewhere. It should be an audio book. Yeah, exactly. You could read it. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I know. Here's a thing. I'll read it whilst getting an Oscar Wilde tattoo. Well, I think that entitles you to read it, you know. I really do. You know? <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's the rite of passage, you know. I think so. So you can hear the kind of, oh, I need that Subway cookie right now. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, get the Subway cookie, get the manuscript. I remember halfway through because it took a long time. I don't know how long, hour and a half or something. I was doing really well. And then halfway through I was like, I feel really bad. And he's like, I think you need some sugar. And I'm like, I don't know what I need, but I feel really bad because I'll be back. And the next minute, cookie and a lemonade. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. He, he like, he knew what he was doing. I hope he like took his gloves off and stuff when he went to get the, you know, like the cookies. Yeah, and stuff. I hope so too. But I was feeling, I was feeling so faint. I, I probably don't know what I was eating. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. Talking about, I'm just going to move around here, talking about sleep, I read this thing. This is actually evidence. I don't think this is anecdotal, that your body is the most vulnerable at 3 a.m. Is that cool or what? I mean, mine in particular or just anyone's? <laughs> yeah, just yours. Just mine, yours, mine, mine, Just mine. yours. No, everyone's body is its most vulnerable at 3 a.m. I think it's because you're meant to be asleep and your heart rate slows and all that kind of stuff. But I did read that at 3 a.m. your body's the most vulnerable that it is yeah, in its whole 24-hour period. Right. Isn't that interesting? How long does do you, how long is your body that vulnerable? Does it say? I wish I'd done more research. We don't, we don't have that, we don't have that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could Google it. Yeah. But no, I just, that is, that is, I think that, that makes a lot of sense, actually, I reckon. Yeah, I find um, that interesting. Yeah, I reckon that is when, I mean, you know, as someone who has seen 3am many, many times, you know, I, I do feel like that's a, a time when you kind of like, you know, you shouldn't be awake. Yeah. <laughs> why, why should we be awake at 3am? Yeah. Well, you know, when we were younger, I mean, I think you're still a bit younger than me, Clay, but you know when you were younger and you were out till 3am, nothing good happens after 3am. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe everything good happens after prayer. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. Depends on your perspective, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's like, oh, my God, I should have gone home an hour earlier. Exactly. What is happening? Yeah. yeah what like is- on the bright side, you're like, you know, McDonald's breakfast starts in like, you know, yes. or something like that. Or yes. One hour, four and there's always a kebab on the side of the road. Always on there. Yeah. Always a servo selling, if not lint balls, another version of chocolate that you'll just eat because it's 3 a.m. So right. slushies. Yeah. They just seem to appear. Yeah, and <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is so funny. 
I've actually, I've got a couple of mates uh, and they've got this great um, patisserie uh, like across the road and they're literally going to listen to this, they said, as soon as they get to work. Oh, that's so cool. So from Parfait. Um, and, and so, but like, yeah, like they're, his cycle blows me out and you know it's just it's all they've known like they can you know they, I mean any pastry, pastry mm. and they go they go to sleep at you know stupid o'clock and they wake up at stupid o'clock and they do these long hours and wow. and they can train their bodies to just you know go to sleep and wake up when they need to mm. and just function it's incredible like um mm. so, I mean 3 a.m 3 to them would be you know would be productive yeah actually that's interesting I guess that's the same for any shift worker paramedic anyone who does those really odd hours so we're probably not alone in this I just find it um interesting when other people don't sleep because I do think it's a minority of us because most people are okay at sleeping I think but um it's interesting just talking to people because I think there's a bit of a bond between people like oh I don't sleep either tell me things yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you get, I can't, I get jealous of people when they say, you know, oh, I can sleep. I, I'm no problem. I just go to sleep like that. Mm. I don't know if you get jealous of that, but I can't. I don't because I know, think, well, all those hours I did something productive. So yeah, I'd, rather, I'd actually rather be awake doing something than asleep if my body doesn't need it. Yeah. I hope my body doesn't need it. <laughs> I mean, like, what if you can just go, no, nah, you know what? I just want, <laughs> you know, I, I want to get five hours sleep now. So, you know, you, you're choosing that. This thing is you, I mean, say you're saying, okay, uh, I get five hours sleep, but I have to sleep late. So then, you know, I get those hours that I do enjoy between mm. 11 and 12 or anything. But imagine you just say, okay, like come seven o'clock or something, you're like, I want to have a sleep and I'll wake up at midnight, you're asleep and you're awake. Like, mm. it's, you know, you're getting that same period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could have the other hours for productivity if you wanted to do that, mm. but it, it's your choice. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you could, I guess, change your sleep patterns around. It messes me up when I go. If I go to Europe, I'm out for a day. Like Europe particularly just kills me and I'm like, I can't function for the entire day. I need to sleep for the entire day. (laughs) And then I'll go and do some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I used to study in the UK. They used to do all these blocks in the UK all the time where I'd fly over and, you know, I'd stay there for, you know, a month or something like that. Um, And then I'd come back, but I'd do it again, you know, four months later. And, um, you know, you, you go over there and then we, you, you get there at 6 a.m. in the morning, hadn't slept for 24 hours or something, and then you have to stay awake for another, you know, mm. 12, 12, 16 hours or something, and then you, you, know, you might get a few hours sleep. And then for us, like, we were straight into college. Wow. Um, and, and we were in the college from, you know, 7.30 in the morning, 10.30 at night. So, like, you know, we, we expected to do these huge days and, like, you know, I, I wouldn't sleep for literally, like, these really long periods of time. Wow. Yeah, and, and be wired for it as well. Yeah, but I think that does happen. You become sort of wired without sleep. Yeah, exactly. I reckon we're wired right now. <laughs> Every night. Exactly. I, I, no, so, I live my whole life this way. Wait, I don't know that that's good for us. If there are any yeah. sleep specialists, just, I don't know, don't tell us how bad it is for us. It'll just no, absolutely not. That's right, yeah. I've tried <laughs> to go to sleep at 10 o'clock. I can't. I just lay there getting angry that I'm not doing anything. So I think, well, may as well get up. Yeah, and go do something else. Just right? listen to your body, maybe. You can't force yourself to sleep. You know that. You can't force yeah. yourself. Now, we were talking about sort of, you know, like lines like <laughs> to thine own self be true and all those kind of things. And I feel like the 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 saying or the anecdote these days is live your best life. So I've got two questions for you. Do people really mean that? And are you living your best life? 
so it's we're, we're like team philosophical now like yeah yeah mm -hmm. well, five, you know, so. we've got we've got you know probably five minutes left okay. or so so the question is well do I it's, it's, you, you hear it all the time right live your best life live your yeah, best. Yeah, but yeah. do people let's talk about the first thing do people really believe that you should do that to live your best life or is it just like a thing that people no, like to put on, put on instagram yeah because sometimes living your life living your best life is doing things like taking risks or yeah. doing things that may not be socially acceptable yeah. or not being in the current situation that you're in. So I don't know. Do you think people actually mean it? I reckon the people who are saying it mean it in those moments. Um, they probably don't really regard the things that you're saying here, which is the truth, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I think when they say that, it's kind of like a throw caution to the wind kind of, um, you know, devil may care. I say, I'm not really sure. Um, I do know that my friend and I, we, we love the Fast and the Furious, oh, you know, yeah. the, the Fast and Furious movies, and mm -hmm. the line in that is I live my life a quarter mile at a time. But anytime I ever do anything ever, I usually say that to someone, you know? So I guess that's like a, a lesser version. Yeah. Well, I just had a conversation with Trent Dalton not long ago and we were just in a complete agreement that we just live life full tilt. There's no other way to live life. Well, Trent definitely lives his life full tilt. There's full no tilt and yeah. optimistically. I mean, why, why, would, you, why yeah. would you live any differently except full tilt and optimistically? Like what else, how else do you want to live? Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree with that. So do you think you're living your best life if we're going to use that terminology? Look, I think, I think I'm, I don't know that you can, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you can ever live at a hundred percent, but I certainly hope that I am edging that way. I feel like I'm always trying to self-reflect because I, there was a period in my life where I, I don't think I liked myself. I thought if I was my friend, I'd probably think, oh, I don't know if I really like you. I don't know. I got a bit sort of cynical, which I don't know, is probably hard to believe now because I'm so optimistic. <laughs> but I think life got a bit hard for me maybe 10 years or so ago. And I just sort of started to get, you know, that 30s sort of 20s, 30s cynicism. And then I sort of took a, a good look at myself. I mean, I don't want to be this person. Like, I don't want to be that way because sometimes the world can make you that way, right? Yeah. And so I really made an effort to go, no, Oh, I had this conversation with someone else too. See if you agree with me. How often do you give a compliment to people? A compliment? Yeah, like honestly, how often in a day or a week would you give out compliments? Like I say I do it on the daily. Like good. I, I hope I hope so. You know. Like, how often do you get compliments? Probably not very often. Mm. <laughs> See, here's the thing, right? Here's my theory, which I've I've come to sort of realize lately. Sometimes you think in your head, "Oh, this person's really cool," or she looks beautiful today, but I reckon you only say 1% of those positive things that you think, right? Yeah. But I reckon you don't get many compliments in a day. Like you just said, you don't get many compliments in a day. So I've sort of made it my mission and maybe people think I'm completely weird, but I don't care that if I think something nice about someone, I'm going to say it yeah, because absolutely. I think you should say that more. Like when I said to you, I think your tattoos are really cool. Let's talk about them. You know, like, I don't know. I just don't think it can hurt you to just say, if you're thinking something nice about someone, say, say, I love your dress. Yeah, I, agree. I think I you're agree. hilarious. I love whatever it is about you today. And don't you think if we did that a bit more, that would also be part of living your best life? Because I think making people feel good about themselves, as long as it's authentic and it's not 
crap. Yeah, it's not fake. Yeah, exactly. It's not fake. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to live. I agree. I reckon, like, for anyone listening or for us tomorrow, whatever, let's try and do it 10 times. 10 times. Oh, I'm probably going to do it 20, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> Calm down over there, all right? <laughs> No, you don't sleep, but like, you know. Look, I'm, I know, I've built around. myself up to this, right? I've built myself up because I think someone gave me a compliment, like, but they gave it like 10 years later. And they were like, oh, remember that time? Were we looking at photos? Like, oh, I thought you looked so beautiful that day. I was like, why didn't you tell me all the day? Yeah, because maybe you needed it on the I day. I did need it that day. I remember I was feeling very sad oh, that yeah. it took me that day. Yeah. And don't you think that just sometimes, because everyone, we really don't know how people are, uh, feeling each day or what they've gone through because sometimes you just put on that face to get on through the day and imagine if that authentic compliment you could give someone just change the direction of their day like how yeah, cool is really. that quarter mile at a time, quarter mile um, at a time. full tilt full tilt uh, <laughs> I was um I mean look I, like I'm really lucky that you know owning a bookstore mm. people come in and they they tell me things about my book which is really sweet oh, you know that's, that's nice. good. they're the kind of compliments I, I do get in a day you know and mm. it's and, and that means the world to me you know because obviously like my my heart's on my sleeve my heart's on the page you know yeah. um and so you know when someone responds that way like that's the greatest compliment you know for me I can get um mm. so yeah so I'm really lucky in that way but yeah mm. let's do it tomorrow let's let's go out there do let's, it let's do 20, it all right let's do it 25 do it. all right Why? you just raised me <laughs> exactly that's right I yeah. don't think I answered your question am I living my best life I'm really yeah. trying to I don't think that I do every day, but I think I try to most of the time. And I think I try and put energy into things that give me joy, you know, like the podcast really? in trying to write things in, I get energy from people, you know, in spending time with my kids, spending time with my family, giving compliments that are meaningful and just trying to have a laugh. How good is it to have a laugh? I'm amazed at how much you get through in a day, Danny. I really am. I see how many podcasts you put out there and you're everywhere on Instagram. Like, you know, you're at the Writers Festival and you're writing a book or, or your book's coming out. Congratulations as well. Thank you. And like, it, yeah, you, like you just, you, you manage to just fit so much in. And obviously that's by, you know, by only sleeping five hours a day, but also just being on for the rest of the time. Like, you know, you're not, you're not just sort of bumming around going, man, I'm tired. Because that's what I do a lot of the day. It's like walk around and about how tired I am. But there's a part of me that worries about myself and think, am I just going to collapse one day because my body's going to be like, that's enough, Danny. Don't <laughs> worry. It worked for Dorian Gray, so you'd you be right. Yeah. Living and parallel life. lives with yeah, exactly. Dorian Gray. Yeah, we're living not, his best life. Minus the heroin dens. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. that's probably definitely bad for you, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, that's like, you know, there's no no. <laughs> This conversation has gone so fast. We're nearly at an hour. Clay. I know. Do you believe and, it? And like, I, I feel like I'm still not going to sleep anytime soon. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah, no, not at all. Probably listen. Well, you to this. do some work, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll probably listen to this episode again and think, why did we do unscripted and unedited? No, no just I, might, I might duck across to the patisserie and <gasps> hang out with those guys for a bit. Oh, what kind of? Just tell me what delicious things they have. Oh, it, it is so good, Danny. Like when you come down, we're gonna go. Okay. Yeah. Like, I okay. Can't That's excellent. All right. So I'm going to go to Kayama. We're going to sit in your bookshop. I'm going to pretend to work there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We'll actually make you work as well. Under stuff, like everybody. Yeah. Else, cool. You know? So yeah, you're going to have to work. But I just want to do the fun things. Like talk to customers. I don't want to do the unfun things. Like you don't have any unfun things. Oh, good. Awesome. All fun. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, You'll be like, Danny, you're in the storerooms. Yeah, exactly. Stay, how you look at it. You stay know? in the storeroom. <laughs> don't come out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the store is still full of books. So yeah, you know, I guess. Yeah. I guess just get in the attic, Danny, with your portrait. <laughs> <In> the <attic. laughs> 
and stay there, all right? Stay out there. Look at your decaying portrait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh, Dan, we're going to go and get a pastry. Oh, my gosh. Just get off Dorian Gray, hey? <laughs> we're going to go get a pastry. This is our clam we're getting trip. A pastry. We're getting a pastry, yeah. And I need a hot chocolate as well. I don't drink coffee, but I'll need a hot chocolate. You can have whatever you want. All right, well. Yeah, whatever you want. That's probably a dangerous thing to say. Yeah, like right. After I've said how much I love Dorian Gray and pleasure-seeking, yeah. you probably, yeah. I don't know if that's a mistake. Oh, well, you know, you what, what is it? You know, um, Living full till. <laughs> so what were I saying? <laughs> it's because it's like nearly one o'clock. Who knows oh, what no. we're saying? <laughs> what other cool shops are in Climate? Can you yeah. take me to? There are so many cool shops, Danny. There really? are so many. Yeah, because yeah. I love I love a dress. I'm a bit of a bit of a. I, I actually, if anything, I collect and wear dresses. If I am obsessed about anything, it's it's a dress. I can't walk past a shop without going, "Oh, dress." Sure. Oh, dress. Uh, I mean, there's there's loads of dress shops. I I, I can't really name them. My friend's got one called Beachside Emporium, which is really cool. Oh, um, cool. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't shop for dresses. I like, don't expect you to come with me. Just. Point yeah, yeah, me in the point, direction. Point, you just throw a stone down the street, you know. Point me in the direction and yeah, you can. Food, just... food, food shops and alcohol shops. Is, you know, <laughs> well, I will definitely be up for the food. The yeah. food. I, Clay, I haven't drunk alcohol in 11 years. Wow, really? Yeah. No, no caffeine and no alcohol. You, you're going to be absolutely fine, I tell you that. Right? You're, <laughs> you're going to live a long life regardless of the no sleep. Like right now, you know, I have about six coffees today. So, like, <laughs> I got no hope, all right? No, no hope. I'm going to go find a portrait somewhere and uh, paint it in my closet. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, my vice is chocolate, I must say. Chocolate and hot chocolates. That's good too. I don't know, and I'm never giving them up ever. Yeah, well, you don't need to. Um, I'm not. <laughs> full tilt, Clay. Yeah, full tilt, full tilt. Yeah. Well, I loved this that chat. Was full tilt. That was full. full tilt. Full tilt. And what was what did what was your saying? I've forgotten because it's so late. I actually can say lame. <laughs> late, late. It's so late. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. That's right. Fast and the yeah. Furious. How did I forget? Fast and the Episode on, on, on number one. Number one. Yeah. Right. Excellent. I haven't watched that in a while. Not sure. I've given up TV, you see. Actually, that's a lie. Occasionally I'll watch an episode of Parks and Rec. <laughs> okay. So no TV, no alcohol, no coffee. <laughs> and because I, I don't have time. I don't have time. It's funny though, because I've been watching Parks and Rec for a really long time because I only watch one episode every sort of three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. But, uh. <laughs> and one of my friends is like, are you still watching that? I'm like, well, I'm only up to season four and I watch one half an hour episode every month. So, yeah, so I, I it's going to... by the time I see the next one. <laughs> it's going to last me a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this chat has been glorious. I don't know if it's just so late. I hope other people have enjoyed it as well. I know. That, that's what I'm a little bit concerned about. Like, you know, people going like, I stayed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> or people would be, thank you so much for helping me go to sleep. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. But I'm not listening to this anymore. No, yeah. No, it's been great. It really has been. At least you know, Time goes so we've, fast. We've got, we've got each other, right? That's right. That's we've got right. anyone else that's awake. Insomniacs, be lonely no more. So kind of look, like I, Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> How do you with Sleepless in Seattle? That's a movie I've thought. Yeah. Sleepless at Words and Nerds podcast. Sleepless at Words and Nerds. <laughs> are, you, are you Meg Ryan or Tom Hanks? <laughs> I'd really be either. I don't really mind. I don't think there's a loser there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win really, isn't it? It's a win. Yeah, it exactly. was Meg Ryan, wasn't it? 
Or did I just make that up? It was? Okay, it was a long time ago since I saw that film. (laughs) I reckon we need to to do this again, Clay. I don't know when. I I said last time, I remember, I reckon, like, we should get other people on. Yes. Who aren't insomniacs. So let's see what they're oh, like at like this time. Oh, that's you know, a great and, idea. Yeah, and let, let's see how, you know, how spry they are. All right, like, cool. Dorian Gray or Living Your Best Life. Gatsby. All if right, anyone, so. If anyone out there wants to join us. Yes, yes, yes. We'll do this in a, next year in a couple of months, like every three well, months you, or you, whatever. You know everyone, Danny, right? You know everyone. <laughs> so you find who you think is either the most suited or the most non-suited. That'd be even better. Like, <laughs> we yeah. could do it too. We could do one with fully like all of us insomniacs and the conversation just gets so weird. Yeah. And then we can have people who are really good sleepers and like, oh, please, I need to go to bed. And we'll yeah. just see how it pans out. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, fun. wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Look, we can do anything we want, really. So anything we want. If you're interested in coming onto the podcast in our weird insomniacs episode, just <laughs> give us a shout out on social media. We'll invite you on. But it has to be at midnight. So you have to be awake at midnight. Yeah, that's right. Just just get into the comments. Get into yeah. the comments. <laughs> Next time we need to do it at the um, at your friend's patisserie. We could yeah, then we might actually have some takers. Oh, we could <laughs> podcast there at midnight, and we could get free pastries. Yeah, let's do that. I reckon they're up for it. You know. Why I mean? are we not doing that now? I feel like I really oh. feel like a chocolate croissant. Like really, a lot. They make really good ones, actually. Oh, delicious! Sometimes I make my own. Just before we go, random fact of mine. Sometimes I make them myself. I get the croissants from Baker's Delight. I cut it open and I put dark Cadbury melted chocolate in the middle and I put it in the oven. Oh, geez, that does sound good. It's the best thing you've ever tasted in your life. because it's hot it's gooey it's crunchy it's all the good things so i highly recommend everyone should be doing that on the weekend Mm. clay it's been an absolute pleasure i love chatting to you it feels like five minutes probably probably, i'm wondering if it felt like five minutes do we have anyone left (laughs) they're like oh my god that felt like three hours i know can they just get off dorian gray (laughs) And the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> At least we went like Fast and Furious and Dorian Gray. Like, there's quite yeah. a gap between there. I, I think. agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we, great. We covered yeah. a lot. I think exactly. We think outside the box. You know. Excellent. Well, I enjoyed unscripted, unedited, mainly because I now I don't have to go and edit this episode, which is a plus for me. So I think that's great. And you know what? I might actually go to bed soonish. Yeah, go for it before three a.m. I'm going to stay up and just see what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. You, you just keep sleeping like a giraffe. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> my goal is to. Uh. It's been a pleasure as always, Kay. I love chatting to you. It just whenever I speak to you, it feels like I've known you for like a decade. Uh, I feel the same, Danny. Yeah. And next time I see you, you're definitely sitting between the counter. That's for sure. Oh, cannot wait. <laughs> thanks for the chat, Zane. We shall. Oh, thanks for the. I just got you, Zane. Oh, you can call me anything you want. I don't care. You know, it's one o'clock. It's, it's really getting late. <laughs> Clay, Zane. Yeah. Umba. <laughs> To think I'm not even going to edit this podcast. Yeah, sorry about it. So bad. I'm actually feeling a bit tired now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love your work. We'll come and visit you. Loved your book and love having a chat with you. So thank you so much for spending this weird time with me tonight. No, thank you, Danny. Yeah, it's been great. 
Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny B Books Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.